Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. Jeff here, as always, with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Fantastic. How are you? How are you? We've all been away. Well, you've been away from the podcast, but then we all went away. We all went to Maine and not together. That's right. Fun Maine weekend. We were all in Maine. We were all in Maine, the great, sunny, shiny state of Maine. How was everyone's Maine time? I mained it up. I love Maine. You went to like Maine Beach, right? I went to York Beach, Long Sands Beach. Wow. That's like, isn't that your annual family trip? Annual family trip. Yes. We were beachside for, for many days. I got a wonderful... V-shaped sunburn because I only wore button-down shirt on the beach <laughs> that is just now peeling. The Langs are a beach bunch, huh? Does does everyone love it? I don't necessarily love the beach. <laughs> I get bored very quickly, but uh, my family loves it. And yeah. I find I find enough things you, to do to keep. And you me love occupied. your family. What? And you love your family. That's right. So the whole. The whole extended family, right? The whole extended crew, yep. And me wow, and Chris went great. hiking. Mm-hmm. Up near Bethel, Maine. Very exciting. Yeah. Lower west side of Maine. Very serene. West side of Maine? Lower west. Yeah. Kind of like where New oh, Hampshire meets okay. Maine. Not close to you. No. O- opposite sides. Mm-hmm. But still the same state. Probably. Uh, you get up on top of those mountains, very peaceful. Yeah, it was Very weird not seeing people. It was weird not seeing people for a long time. Just being well, like, that makes you think. Well, it disappear. Just saying. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when when I was up up there. Give you some ideas. <laughs> no, well, my our our cousins. You were, could disappear. Were telling you, a story. You could disappear. You could also facilitate the disappearance of someone else. You could make someone else disappear. We've all met our our good friend Tony. <laughs> we we know a story or, or two. But yeah, some. Uh, some interesting stories being told up there that were freaking me out about people d- disappearing and things. But overall, it was good. Yeah. You you ever hear that story about that woman that disappeared uh, from U- UMass Amherst? Did I ever the, tell you about the podcast? Mara? Mara Murray disappeared in the White Mountains. Like, yeah. very freaky story. I'd tell everyone to to check it out. It's, it's, a, it's an unknown disappearance. No one knows where she went. Well, it's a good thing that Chris is a aspiring true crime novelist. Should be the subject of your next story. Yeah. Is that true, Chris? Yes. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, uh, very cool. Now, Chris, I think that you, you have a quick hit for us, right? I do have a quick hit. I watched the first episode of the recent Netflix series release, Ozark. Aren't you just overwhelmed with all the Netflix shows? It really, it's too much. Too much. Cut it out. It's too much, but I heard i heard this one's pretty good. But even when I was watching this first episode, I thought to myself, like, I haven't even watched the first episode of, like, the next season of of uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I love that show. Or Orange, right? Or Orange. So it's like, what do you give your time to, you know? Doesn't seem like you were too impressed. I actually was really impressed. It's a, it's always a toss-up when you have Jason Bateman doing a serious role. And I think that this is another in the line of 
shows that people from Rest Development just have a little side Netflix show and then they come back. They're feeling good about their serious show. And, and you know, if if that is what they have to do to like bide their time mm-hmm. uh, until the inevitable season five rolls around, and if I I accept, yeah, and if they're good along the way, why not? It's Jason Bateman, Laura Linney. Laura uh, Linney, yep, he plays his wife. And I'll give you the extreme, quick boilerplate about what the show is about. Uh, Jason Bateman is like the head of a financial firm. And he is an expert in laundering money, cleaning money. Uh, and then something happens along the story that they say, like, Chicago, they're set in Chicago. First episode is Chicago's, the FBI's there, everyone's watching us, they're checking bank accounts. Let's go to somewhere that the FBI doesn't give a shit about. The Ozarks. So it's moving their laundering operation down to the Ozarks. Okay. But, uh, yeah, some serious stuff happens. I'd say the first half of the first episode is, like, a little shaky, and then something big happens, and you're, you're like, oh, all right, this is what this show's <sighs> about. I'll say I'll give it a try, but I'll probably just forget about it amongst all, right. all the dozen yeah, other Netflix shows. Two more Netflix shows more. will come out, and there'll be no more reason to watch this. Did you see the Joel Edgerton, Jason Bateman movie that was a horror movie? I, I never saw that one. That I, I, never saw, I know you saw it, Jeff. I saw it a couple times. Must have been good was, then, right? It was, was, was pretty good. I, I love in that movie when Joel Edgerton, he's freaking them out and he makes a helicopter noise. Uh, this is out of context, but it's just like this. And he like he brings it back later like to, to freak him out. Scare him. Yeah. Pretty good. But no, Jason Bateman was pretty good in that. But he's he's a funny man. I, I can't. I, I, I always see him in a little funny, you know? Yeah. I see him in a f- with funny colored glasses. I see. <laughs> There's a couple monologues he has in this first episode that you you kind of forget about the funny man and you're like, "All right. I'll be on this ride with you." He really throws it down. Yeah. The gift of 92% Rotten Tomatoes, guys, check it out. Wow. Good for Joel. Let's uh unless either of you have any more quick hits. Nah. I'm seeing the Dark Tower tomorrow. That'll be on the next episode. I I know you told me this, but I wasn't aware that Mr. Elba was. Oh yeah, Idris. Big plays, fan. Plays the gun the gunslinger. Big fan. But I classic role on the the Office. Yeah. Yes. He was a fan of soccer. He brought the whole place down. There you there you go. I'm a little sick today, guys, so sorry if my, my voice feels a little off. I know, Chris, you haven't been feeling great either. Yeah, Mike's in the lion's den right now. But I, you know, I offered it up to you guys, you know? I, I said, what I said, I said, Mike, are you down with, with the sickness? That's why I texted him. I like that joke. So, you know, enter at your own risk here. So, I've heard the Dark Tower is very bad. No, uh, really? I'm, I'm a huge Dark Tower fan. I've read all the books and all the su- most of the supplemental you material. You could say that you've been reading all the books, just <laughs> primarily. So you could inevitably see all these movies that, well, that were to drop. Well, what happened is I, I knew this movie was coming out. I said, hey, uh, let's let's check out the first book. So I read the first book, Instant Page Turner. I said, I'm in. i got to read all these. And I did. So I've become this Dark Tower super fan. Are you disappointed that it doesn't seem like it's going to be good? 
Well, the signs were there all along. PG-13. 95-minute runtime. Sony. And I've heard that it's like this weird mishmash of almost all the books. So, I didn't have my hopes up, but... Hey, if this movie does good financially, they'll make a two-season TV show. So... Well, you'll have to fill us in, Chris. Let's get that done. Let me ask you guys this. Did you see the, uh... The HBO hack? I saw that it occurred, but I didn't see yeah. any specifics. That's unfortunate. They've... I think, didn't it only affect this upcoming episode? Oh, okay. They hacked this upcoming I've been episode. purposefully avoiding reading things about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, don't worry. My my home field of Game of Thrones Reddit, you know, the front page, things will get voted down. So it's, pre- it's a pretty safe place. But from what I understand... Well, I, I, I didn't know there was already a leak of, like, a, the general story of this season. Hmm. I don't know if you guys knew knew this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I think this hack was of, like, a bunch of media content, like, on HBO's website or something. Sure. So I think, from my understanding, the only episode that was affected was this this next one. Okay. Okay. So there could be leaks of either the whole episode or what happened or anything. Well, I think only the first three episodes were given out to reviewers and they only released. No, no you're wrong, Chris. I'm wrong? Okay. No episodes were given out. Oh, you know what it was? The because f- in previous years, the screeners yeah, had been yeah. given out and then they were they were leaked online. It, it was they only released the first three names of the, the, names of the first three episodes. Yes. Which uh-huh. is a lot less important than when I thought they were given out episodes. So they were very careful. That makes me think like something crazy might happen in this episode. Why? Just because it was hacked or they felt it important not to give out the name of this episode. You think someone's going down? Maybe. I don't know. Like they didn't, uh, they didn't release the the name of the battle of the bastards till that was leaked. Is that true that they didn't, they didn't release that? I, I felt like we, we knew that going in. Cause it got leaked. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, I'm sure on HBO we can look it up. I'm sure, like, on Xfinity we can look it up right now. I don't. Th- I think they released it the week prior or whenever it goes up. Oh, yeah. They released Battle of the Bastards a week prior? No, but I think, like, the final three, ep- last season, the final three episode names got leaked. Like, way in advance. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I I thought, like, it wasn't a big deal. I, I thought there was always, like, we knew the episodes a couple weeks early, no? I don't think so. I guess I n- never really look. I don't really like like looking. Uh, either way, this week's episode, The Queen's Justice, mm-hmm. episode three of season seven. Any she, general thoughts? She got her justice. <laughs> Wasn't quite as hardcore as I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, it was hardcore, but I thought it was some, like, about as uh, poetically hardcore. Yes. As, as one could imagine, as yeah. Cersei could conjure up. Um, <coughs> I liked a lot of this episode. I was a little frustrated with other parts of it. Okay. What were you frustrated with? I was frustrated with the... This seems to be an issue that many people seem to be having with, with this, this season, these last two episodes. Things are progressing very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. Things are not being given the amount of time that they, in earlier seasons, would have been given to breathe. 
Uh, and yeah. so there's just there's just so much um, contraction of of plot that's happening so so rapidly, um, particularly in how people are just jumping around from place to place in what feels like a span of hours, days that otherwise should be taking them weeks and months. Yeah. Um. So that that's sort of been something that's lingering uh, with me as well as I feel like the um, Casterly Rock stuff was handled kind of inelegantly. I agree, yeah. (laughs) Could have been handled a little bit more swiftly or organically. We could talk about that. We can get into it a little bit more, but I I wasn't particularly impressed with with that sequence. But I would agree... Things are a little bit speedy to the point where it can be a little awkward at times, you know, especially with this time travel. People are getting places sometimes very fast. I mean, it took Danny six seasons to get over here. And we got this man traveling up the whole coast and back by by boat in like two two scenes. But to be fair, it only... It only took one episode for the boat trip. I know it's not like D- Danny wasn't like actively moving towards Westeros for six seasons. She was yeah. marching. I know, but season finale. But she was. She did doing other things. She her, freed Marine. You know? Her immediate goal was not to get over to Westeros. She she had other things <clears throat> in mind. Well, the White Walkers have been marching towards the Wall for six six seasons. They did things too, but we don't know where they started. What I'm saying, all I'm saying is we've that, seen them at, at Hardhome. No, I don't think they've been trying to like geographically reach the wall. They they probably could get to the wall whenever they want, but they're they're strategically mapping out some building something, up, building up their armies, stuff like that. Uh, but but we can what you have this you have a weird face on. I think they are marching towards the wall. Well, now they My, are. What I'm finding that. Just difficult, and just going back to other seasons, like just look at Arya and the Hound's journey from King's Landing to the Vale or whatever. Yeah. That took them a whole season. Mm-hmm. Same with Jamie and Brienne. Mm. Same whenever when anyone would once travel from Winterfell to King's Landing, there there was time. Yeah, long stretches of time Toward- were expressed in the show. Yeah, took like and now they're kind of just cutting that side out of it, so it just feels a little jerky. Yeah. Mm. You have to admit, though, that the boat travel has been the, the craziest thing. Yeah, the with Euron, with for overall sure. Overall boats. Boats. Well, with him intercepting them, too, it's a little questionable. Yeah, the Euron stuff is, is weird. To go back to my earlier points, the episode after Daenerys sailed for Westeros, she arrived at Westeros. Yeah, but who, like, probably, I'm, like, a year inter- went by or something. Inter-episode travel? Like ep- from one episode to the next, when someone sets sail for something and arrives on the next, that I can live with is when stuff happens in episode. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, okay, but the, wasn't Euron in this episode? Was at King's Landing and then was at was it Casterly Rock? Casterly Rock attacking them in the same episode. I don't think it was clear if Euron was physically there. If he was, that's, that's a big. Fucking problem. He must. I, I if mean, if maybe he, maybe he sent a separate fleet, maybe maybe True. a fleet from um, the Iron Islands yeah. came down. Th- those areas are are pretty close yep. geographically. Um, 
But if Euron himself traveled to Casterly Rock to, to to do what they did, that's that's sort of like the biggest issue number one. Biggest yeah. time travel issue mm-hmm. in, in my mind. Because I think you really think they would go and do that super important thing without their leader? I think he was definitely there. Well, they might if he has, you know, generals or people that he, in fact, that he trusts. I think when Varys told Danny, he even said, You're on Greyjoy's fleet. Well, she was talking about the. Um... The capture of Illyria Sand and stuff, which we—he was on the boat. We saw him there. Well, that was pretty quick too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not discounting. Yeah, he's pretty. But much... It was between two two episodes. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, why don't we uh, go through some of this this episode? Sure. Why don't we start with uh, our friend Euron again, bringing his uh, his gift to Cersei. Okay. Start there. Um. Oh. Sorry, well, we don't have to. I thought that was the first thing on our little out- outline. I don't even have that. But it wasn't. I don't even have that outline up. That's fine. I have the outline up. Let's, let's go back because in order, the episode, we should start with John and Danny, right? Meeting. Sure. Another little this bit. This is pretty big. Time travel thing, though, because that's a pretty long and weird journey to take from Winterfell to... Uh, Dragonstone, and they arrived on boat. Mm. Like that's a lot of traveling. But anyway, I get it was between episodes. Correct. But you think we would have gotten a little traveling in our earlier seasons? We probably would have got an episode with them just on a boat. Yeah. So let's get some thoughts on this. Uh, this these scenes where John arrives and meets Danny. What one of the biggest moments in the whole? I mean, whole story. It's insane that the two most important characters within the show. Had, to this point, had never once shared the screen together. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, so crazy. And that that we, they finally do in this episode. It's been a long time coming. It is long time coming. I, don't, I think it definitely could have um, could have been trumpeted up more, a little bit more fanfare. They did kind of just play it straight. They did play it straight, which. Part of that is probably the quickness of the season of just like things need to be done in a faster manner. Can't have this long drawn out conversation. Um, but another thing is that's probably how it would go down with those things. But I, I, they, it's not like they, the episode kind of felt rushed. But these scenes with Danny and John did not feel rushed. Like no, these were some long scenes. And you definitely and. We're going to see more of that. They were, given, like, they were given, I think, the appropriate amount of time to breathe. Yeah, and we're definitely getting more of them together because he didn't leave. I sort of feel like, though, like they were trying to art, art, artificially all and just one part of one episode squash in there like, oh, are they going to be friends? They're they're sort of pissed, like blah, blah, blah. And then, like, this all has to happen, like, art, artificially to me and, like, in like one scene, like like we we have to have. Oh, she seems pretty pissed and blah blah. And then, oh, and now, it I did, mean, the, uh, another great reunion, or a great reunion, was John and, T- and Tyrion, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then we have like that scene where it's like, hey, why don't you be good good friends? And then then they're friends. They definitely didn't come at this um, with the right approach. 
I think, from, from either side. <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of understood where each person were coming from. And I don't think John arrived there expecting her to ask that of him. It's like, I don't know if Tyrion disclosed all that in his initial letter. He may he, he may did. have left something out. Yeah. Strategically. And Danny didn't expect John to come here to arrive with the, the, these crazy requests of forgetting her war with Cersei and, and going up north with him. Yeah. So it made sense why they would treat each other that way. But um, well, also to us, we know that they're both good characters, but they don't know that about each other fully. So they're kind of. So yeah, so it makes sense that there was some uh, hostility there initially, but it was also just great to see Tyrion sort of mediated, play both sides, and sort of work toward that that diplomatic solution, as as he's so great at doing. Yeah. Why do you think that? Well, first of all, it was very funny when Davos had his shitty intro of John. (laughs) Yeah. But why do you think that they didn't want to tell her about him dying? That that seems like it would be like the the ultimate thing. I think because they were, they were they were already asking her to accept so much with the White Walkers Army of the Dead that to then throw this out there mm. may have weakened their credibility. It would almost make him seem like a religious zealot, and not. Even though Daenerys is pretty firmly aligned with the same religion that. Enable John to come back to life. Yeah. Why do you think th- this is also s- something brought up on Reddit? Shout out Ray Game of Thrones sub subreddit. Why didn't John b- bring up his great friendship with da- Daenerys's uncle? <laughs> with um, at the wall, uh, with wouldn't that have been like the Maester? slam dunk? Like your your uncle loved loved me. That's a good question. Did yeah. he know? Did he know he was Targaryen? I believe it was uh, I think maybe there, I think he had a one-on-one special conversation maybe with him no. and revealed it. I think that actually might have been Sam. That's a good, that might I feel like that would have been like a good sort of icebreaker. For sure, yeah. I wonder it could be something that gets brought up later or it could just be be left but, out. But uh, but also know. like their families as was shown in the scene, their families go back so far and have this weird twisted history that that's only part of the weird twisted history. Another good thing to to have brought up when Danny was saying that, uh, like what's her like, N- Ned was part of the crew that tried to kill her. Isn't Ned like the the only like? Didn't Ned like sabotage the attempt to to try to try to Ned assassinate was very Danny? against it. Wouldn't I don't think he was been, successful in sabotaging it. That would have been a nice thing to to bring up too. John John didn't know, but I think Varys knew. Oh yeah, Varys did know. Yeah, Varys could have clued her in. He wasn't there, I guess, dur- during that though. Curiously, I wonder he, why he wasn't yes. invited. He he scurried in. Mm-hmm. Well, he was talking to Melisandre, which also. So what you know? Maybe ex- explain to me because Melisandre says I have to die in this strange country. What so is do that? You. Yeah, like what? What's 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 going to happen? So she she's got to go and, and and come back. Well, no, I think that she she says she's leaving. I think that she that probably means like the the final goal of this religion. She probably thinks that the ultimate battle is going to happen here, so she needs to be here. But she and did say that she was going home, right? She was, yeah. But she says she has to come back to die in the strange country. Yeah. And Varys, um, 
who is an adopter is not an adopter of religion of the religion but he is a, a victim of it and um so maybe because he's been irrevocably touched by it he also has to die alongside alongside her yeah. i mean who knows how they like what is going to go down next next week like anything could go go down we we could be fast forward to like anything you know yeah, I really hope that this was just sort of an episode where they they recognize that we need a whole we need to make sure a whole bunch of shit happens, and then we can just sort of slowly peel back the rest. Because I feel like every all the big stuff that needed to happen has sort of more more or less happened, mm-hmm. and we can just sort of and now everything should just sort of be a progression towards the inevitable, yeah, like fi- final. Big conflicts. Big crescendo of the season or whatever. Can I just say, I'm... Also, it was a nice touch when John said, I am not Stark. And then the, the dragon came. Yeah. It was nice. Speaking of dragons, though, I do still think it's late. I, I, I hope it's some sort of trick and that the dragon a dragon won't die from the stupid crossbows. I think a dragon will definitely be killed. It's But it's so obvious and it's so stupid. Like, I, I hope that it's... It's it's a trick. Like, would would they really be like, here's the special weapon that's gonna kill a dragon, and then, oh, it's and it's this stupid thing, and that like. I mean, it makes sense why that would be the weapon of choice. It's not very um, imaginative, but and it, it makes sense. I'll just say there better be like many of them. There, if if there's one, it, it will be the stupidest thing ever. Right. There better be walls lining of them and they better have if like, we they shoot a thousand and like three hits them i think knowing cersei like we do there will be a shit ton of those things <laughs> mm. i yeah. just but like uh whatever it, it just seems so like you know it's it's a stupid weapon that, that dragon c- c- come on the dragon can fly and breathe fire there is like it, it it would have to be insane for them to to hit the. Dragon. But they're not they're not invulnerable. We've seen them get hurt before. And they're also very big. We saw them get hurt when the untrained dragon was coming and flying right into the middle of a bunch of people with with spears right right next to him and staying still to to well that's to rescue that's Dan. probably not going to be the only like artillery facing the dragons. I'm sure there will be other smaller things like arrows or swords coming at it. Which to me makes it even weirder that the dragon would stay stay like still enough to get hit by the stupid thing. We'll find out. I know. I'm just saying. I hope it would be nice if they didn't do the extremely obvious thing and have the dragon die from that. But it seems like seems like they 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 will. Maybe they'll they'll make up for the horror of season one. Uh, one Ned thing they pulling it out and not dying. One thing they mentioned in this in this these Daenerys scenes that I hadn't really too much thought in is that for, for any sort of dragon um showdown to occur daenerys is gonna have to be riding one of them right sort of gu- guiding them along yeah mm-hmm. i think so yeah and i i just feel like dangerous it's extremely dangerous they mentioned that all it would take was was, was a finely placed ar- arrow so maybe these like these these thinly laced uh, baggy dresses um, isn't the best option for her. 
riding riding dragon ho- horseback. We we better get some. Maybe she should dragon armor. Maybe she should strap herself down with some armor. Yeah. What I'd like to see is one of the dragons. I mean, I don't want want to see it, but I want to see one of the dragons die from this thing. And then not only does Danny wear a badass armor, let's outfit the dragons with, with with armor. I'm just throwing it out there. Let's outfit the dragons with dragon armor. Why? Why not? At least on the um the skull region. Yes, yes. It's sure. not a bad idea. I'm just okay. Um. All right. Let's talk about Cersei and what went on with Euron uh, when she she was given her her special gift. Mm. Any opening thoughts on on that scene, Chris? Well, I think. Well, first of all, it really focused on. Laria, Laria is her name, right? The, the the mother of the sand snakes. Yeah, the mother of the sand snakes. Yes. Not much on Yara. Didn't get much on Yara. No one seemed to care about Yara. Well, she is the major general. The head, really the she's the queen, right? She's the queen of the Iron Islands. Um, she's the the enemy, like sub queen. Yeah, an enemy right? queen. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty good strategic get, but she, she doesn't have anything personal against Yara. Yeah, I think it's I think it's unclear what Cersei has in store for Yara. And I I kind of feel like Yara is more of the the, the gift, um, the prize, if you will, for for Euron of all things. Mm-hmm. He kind of has more of an axe to grind with her than than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. seeing as she she betrayed him. Why bring her in? J- just for safekeeping? Why not? Although yeah, I don't really know what um, strategic advantage there is to keeping her alive. Rather than just killing her. That's a good point. Why is she still alive? To be rescued. <laughs> to be rescued, sure. I mean, that kind of mo- keeps that kind of motivates your enemies to 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 come and attack you. Yeah. Um, Cersei doesn't really have any sort of personal beef with her, so. Can't really be yeah, I, I don't know what 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 Euron has in store. That kind of scares me because I like Yara a lot. Yeah. But Cersei does have a beef with Alaria and her daughter, Tyene. Aine is her name. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. You know, I think that leaving her alive like that is sort of like Chekhov's gun scenario, where it's like talking about Yara. No, leaving Illyria alive to watch, uh, watch her daughter die. Um, I think that she'll be, she'll live through whatever attack happens if there is an attack on King's Landing. Might even escape before then. That's true. That's just asking for it. Keep keeping her alive. Yeah, I mean she's pretty powerless. I don't. I don't know what what, what damage she could do. Yeah, but I guess if Cersei does, Cersei really like. Jamie has told her like. She has to know. That King's Landing is gonna get get taken. Come on. You you really think she's totally? She just is so. I mean, she's she's doing a pretty good job of. Stopping that from yeah, happening. Yeah, if she can, if she can hamper Daenerys' troops out in the field enough, um, and, and rally enough support by her side. <laughs> but it's like that's also pissing me off because it's like she's only like d- disposing of these little side things that D- Daenerys is doing, like for for what little, reason? Little side things. Yes. I mean the <laughs> the Greyjoy fleet, um, the Tyrell forces. The unsullied. These are not little side things. These are enormous pieces of the only thing. Daenerys' army. The 
every uh, the, the only army that's gone is the Greyjoy fleet. The Tyrell forces who she had, um, the Dornish. Um, it's unclear the state unclear of the Dornish. of the Dorn. Um, wait, where where were the the, the Dornish forces? They were on uh, on the boats. Well, it's unclear about whether whether the, they were coming back with them, yeah, or whether they were on their way on their way to get towards them. them. I have a feeling we're not going to get an answer either way on that. Um, and it's just sort of, for all intents and purposes, Dorn is off, is off the board. We're gonna yeah. get. And the Unsullied. The Unsullied are, are fine, though. They're, they're just in a bad place. They were attacked by Euron. They're going to be starved out in Casterly Rock. But you're, they would beat them if Euron's forces came. Like, the, the, yeah. the only thing that's, that's going to screw them over is getting, like, starved out. What's going to happen is Danny and the dragons and the Dothraki are going to go and take care of Jamie's army. Then they're going to... March right right over in one scene to go get Grey Grey Worm. Then nothing's gonna gonna stop that force. If if they did that, what what I just said, Alaria's gonna be having dinner in the throne room very soon. Maybe you know, but they won't. One thing, the best case. One thing I wanted to point out about the death of the final Sand Snake is how like horrible of characters those were. They. (laughs) Were beloved in the books, supposedly, mm. or I assume they were just horribly misused in the television show. They were they were not very well written, um, not performed all that engagingly yeah. either, and they they were just sort of implemented into the story very. Didn't really have much to do, and uh, but I want to give prop. I need to give props to them to to this one final sand snake Tyene in this final scene, mm. and just this whole scene. Um, in general, I thought it was probably the best of the episode. Um, and just just watching Cersei sort of slowly roll her, her re- revenge plan, um, and and just watching that through the eyes of Alaria and just the the horror um, that both her and her daughter were 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 living. Um, it was just, it was a great scene, and yeah. it was sad. It was harrowing. Um, really touching. We saw a um, just a really sort of for a slight moment vulnerable side of Cersei that had been lacking um, for a few episodes in her questioning of Alaria, like why did you kill my daughter? Like yeah. her voice started to crack for 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 a moment. Um, yeah, and it just it crescendoing in her the final reveal of 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 how of what she was going to do to them was. Great. Um, I think it was a great scene, but my favorite scene was Jamie and Lady Olena. Yes, that's a great scene too. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> Any other thoughts uh, on the Cersei stuff, other than the incredibly, perhaps, magic warp speed travel of those Euron ships? Those Euron ships are bugging me more than anything else. Yeah. Right and Theon has been picked up and disgraced by yeah, one one okay. of the ships that escaped. Mm-hmm. There was For some reason we had to check back in with Theon this week. <laughs> it's always got to be some Theon. Well, it has to. I mean, my my guess for what's going to happen is they're setting us up for Theon to save uh, Yara, and then she's gonna die right before he can do it. 
I just don't know if that's practical. Like, how does Theon A get there, and B, how is he any f- match for for Euron at the, once, he, once he gets there? Yeah. The, Theon is going to be back with Danny next episode. We are going to be rapid speed traveling. He over probably there. will. Those th- they're probably headed to Dragonstone. Those those surviving ships. Yeah. The, they're going to be back next episode, and Danny is heading out. She's heading out next episode. Maximum. He is back in a position to go and save her in two episodes. And he will fail and she will die. That's how it's going down. And he he could die. Probably both both going to die. Probably for the best if he dies. <laughs> He's going to do something really heroic before he dies. Oh, like maybe save her and I mean, die? Otherwise, doing why is he still alive? Yeah, that's the only reason why he's still alive. For, for some I mean, important moment. He's he's the one that's, that's going to kill Euron. He, he has to kill Euron. Maybe, yeah. He's the only one that really can legitimately like kill Euron. Sure. Like it would be sort of like like Danny or what that like like a dragon could kill Euron, but come on. Like the dragons are gonna kill a whole lot of shit. Yeah. Like Theon has to kill him. That's now now I'm thinking that. He's he's gonna sacrifice himself to kill him. That's what I'm thinking. Mark it in the book. Mike, you're the secretary of the of of, of the podcast. You're, you're keeping notes. Mark it in the book. Theon will sacrifice himself to kill Euron, mm-hmm. but he will also die. Okay. okay. So note that it's let's, in the book. Let's talk about Sam. Another what? extremely fast uh, storyline. All and, of a sudden, and healing process. Jorah's <laughs> overnight. Jorah's all good, and he's on. He's on his way. As That's all as, it took. He'll be in Dragonstone next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... I couldn't believe how fast he was all good. Like, that... That was a little underwhelming. For the whole series, we'd yeah. sort of been talked up this this awful, um, fatal illness that is Grail's, Grayscale. Yeah. Did you just see it? I mean, it wasn't easy doing what they did, but Certainly. it felt a little simple. How is this not, like, <clears throat> going to be the widely known thing that, you know, you get touched... Do, do do a little scrape job, rub a little on. It's it's like Sam just rediscovered the cure for like uh what whatever measles or something. You know, it's, it's just. I, think, I mean, I, I get why it would be not not wise for someone to to take up the the task of healing someone because it possibility for infecting yourself is so high. But, Especially uh, since he wasn't even wearing a mask or anything. <laughs> you know, Jorah sneeze or something. You know. Yeah. One awkward move. Yeah. But if you can get it early enough. But if you have gay, if you have grayscale, probably not in a position to fix it that fast. Very beautiful handshake between Sam and Jorah. Jorah probably was thinking he would die, never feeling another human. Yeah. Had a nice t- touched his hand and, and rubbed it. Yeah. It's a nice moment. Sure, yeah, symbolic. I guess the other big, big question, what's going to be in those special scrolls? That was his only punishment, to be able to see special scrolls where I'm sure he'll find much much more info to, <laughs> to help us all. There's more info somewhere. Do you think there's more for Sam to save the day with beyond there being a mountain of dragon class? Uh, um, yeah. I feel like there's one more thing that he, he will learn. Maybe something about the wall. Maybe some sort of secret origin about the wall or the night king he'll he'll find 
a uh, cr- crossbow double the size of Cersei's crossbow to to counter them. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Wait, but what did you just just say, Mike? He'll he'll find what? He I'm might sorry. find something uh, important about the Night King or mm. the Wall. Just another way to defeat the White Walkers. You think that wall's coming down, or you think they're they're That'd going be around? A way to end the season. I mean, that would be to me a great way to end to end the season. But you you think it's coming I down? I might even or say it's going the around? most likely way the season's going to end. They might be wall. going around though. With that wall coming down. What? They they might be swimming. Around, or or they might freeze the the, the the water. But I mean, how can it not come come down? Things gotta come come down, you know. But like, how's the whole thing gonna come come down? Is the Night King gonna set off his his magic bombs? How's it coming down? That, that that's a big wall. I don't know. The good question. I will say, I bet we're gonna be checking in with with him next week. It like feels it. like the time. <laughs> yeah. Usually around episode four is when we, we check in. Isn't like the... <sighs> well, in the trailer, there's a scene, the ending scene is John, like, killing someone with a sword. Tra- trailer of, of what? A season of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. And he turns around. That was in, like, a snowy land. Wasn't he with, like, a crazy-looking man in that scene? Well, Beric Dondarrion is also in the snow. When uh, when he lights the sword on fire. It's weird how yeah, like like you said, Mike, we seem to be moving so so fast, but we haven't even dealt a little bit with with the Night King. Well, I think Mike was probably on the money when he said this season was going to be the Cer- dealing with Cersei. The next season was probably is probably going to be the White Walker season. Oh, we gotta get. Oh yeah, there, there'll definitely be more, but that wall better come down, man. We got to get to the action, you know? Yeah. Agreed? Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about Winterfell. Welcome back, Bran. Welcome back, Bran, in a very awkward uh, conversation in front of a weirwood tree. He he was not this weird last time we saw him, right? No. He was still, like, he had had been touched by the three-eyed raven. He was still, like, a human that could speak in conversations. Like, okay. So clearly he's he's supposed to be just like oh, like overcome with his knowledge, now he right? He is the three eyed raven. Like I think since we last saw him, he has probably really divested himself in the He's a true believer. Three eyed raven business yeah. of it all. Well, I bet if you do see all and know all, probably pretty all consuming. And of all the information you can tell your sister, you tell her that she looked pretty on the night the most horrible thing ever happened to her. Like, she could have told her about John. She could have told her that Littlefinger, like, helped to kill her dad. He could have told her. He, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Bran could yeah. have told her. And now, I, why I did we get he, that? I hope he does. God, I hope he does. He better. Like. Well, you know what? I think this is the excuse. They have empowered Bran and Arya with just these two otherworldly powers that, that don't seem to have any limitations. S- Sansa's the, the only one of, of the Starks that didn't really get, get anything. <laughs> I know, they're all coming together. Yeah. They've all like experienced these these crazy otherworldly things. And I I mean not to make light of what Sansa's gone through. It's been horrible. No, but, it's, but it's brutally uh grounded. 
in reality what she experienced. You better start spilling the beans next next week. Well, think about this, Chubb. If he is, if he is all knowing, pretty. if he is all knowing, then maybe he he knows what to say, and he knows that conversation is not the time to reveal the information. No, he said he has to get better at it. That's true. Which is very clear to to me. But I will say this one thing. I don't know if you guys pick, picked up on this, but this was another I was reading on on Reddit. Shout out subreddit Game of Thrones. Um, when the maester says we saved every raven, every raven m- message or whatever that that ever came, there's probably some shady little finger messages in those in those things that you see. Littlefinger give that man look like, oh shit! He, Back when like the Boltons were in power. Yeah, like, well, didn't like I'm sure Littlefinger went back and back, back back and forth doing his shady things, dealing with you know, if those are there, if sure. it was the you, you know the maester kept kept that up, good point. That'll screw him over. That'll screw him over real quick. Also, also if Bran says also Sansa is aware that he murdered, um, Lady, Aaron, Lisa Aaron. Yeah. And that is his literally only claim to, to to power, is, um, that he he, over he is he's like the king regent, lord of the vale until Robin, comes into to age, and he he's only there because he murdered his mother. I think yeah. we'll catch back up with uh, Robin. I think we'll we'll see, see him, him again. again. Boy's gotta be getting pretty old now. Bran's like thirty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's the. He's the leader of like a very important army um, in the battle. In the worst. Where time. do you think this stuff with Littlefinger is going? There's so much of this shit with mm. him pulling her aside and looking sneaky. Like it has to be going somewhere, right? This is the most kind of exciting to watch because you really, I really don't know where his story could be going. You don't really know his his true motives. I loved the uh, speech he gave to Sansa about always. Assuming everyone's an enemy, you work out every option in your mind, then you're never surprised. Yeah. I could see him just, just dying, though. Sure. Like yeah. Sansa just says, enough. I think I brought I, I brought this up last week. Or, like, Sansa finds out either through Bran or through these notes and just says, mm-hmm. enough. Now now you made it personal. I've got a, you know? I've got a soft spot for Littlefinger. I think uh, I'd like to see him... Become like a sympathetic, good character. You you, you think there's still the chance most, of that? He's the most dangerous man. He is the most dangerous the man. Westeros. I just kinda, and the most conniving. He's a man. He's the man that he's a man that just came out up from nothing. You have a soft spot for him. Yeah, you just. Do you want to see good come to him? <laughs> no, I want him to do good. Like maybe he dies, but, but sa- in order for someone? him to do good, he's probably gonna have to betray like everyone that we care about. No, ma- maybe he dies saving true. them. Oh, you mean like? I want him to become a good character. You want him to like literally do, do good, oh, yeah, good in the do world, do positive things, positive for, things. for the characters that we That's like. Like I'd oh. like him to be like. Let me just take a step back here. I'll just be like, like a good uncle. Well, I don't think that's in him, Chris. But I could I'm see him, sa- like, right near the end of his life, just, I'm just doing something soapbox to sacrifice here, himself. just telling you how I feel, what I like, what I'd like to see. But that's not at his, his very core, Chris. He wants to sit on the Iron Throne. I know. That's what he wants. It's true. But we'll, uh, 
We'll we'll have to see. I hope something comes of it. And the more I think about it, I hope it's we keep b- building up that he's doing this shady stuff, and then he ends up sacrificing himself and you know coming through in the end to save something. Well, the most obvious thing is that he acts like Warm Tongue in Lord of the Rings, and he turns Sansa against Jon. And there's like this weird something horrible will happen come out of that. She seems like she's had enough of his shit, though. She she seems like she, she can't really be turned, you know? I don't know. Like, she doesn't seem to really buy into anything at all he says anymore. She's constantly p- putting him down. Let's see maybe. what happens when John comes back. Let's talk about this final, uh, well, these these two battles that we had. Mm-hmm. Casterly Rock and High Highgarden. So the thing I've been seeing this season is we're getting a lot more battles the battles are bare bones and not particularly well shot. Um, I wouldn't call the naval battle last week bare bones. It was pretty bare bones. What do you think about it? It was well, compared to it's like centered on, on bastards. Yeah, it's, but it looked. I thought it looked great. It did it look was, great. It was really well done too. It was well done. It was just on one boat, one ship. Yeah, they showed like one CGI, like. Establishing shot of the entire ocean. Let's not sell it short, though. It was more but, like a fight scene than a battle. No, no but I, but right. this, but that one was. I liked some of the uh, practical effects in that one, but specifically this Casterly Rock one. Casterly Rock is supposed to be like one of the most beautiful places mm. in all of Westeros. It's supposed to be like this. Didn't really get that sense here. It, it just looked like a normal seaside castle. It's supposed to be like this castle built into the into a mountain. All this crazy stuff, and it, it just looked Chris, like this. You just scolded me last week for saying that the skull of the dragon Balerion was too small, and you said that we shouldn't always follow the books. I scold you. You did scold me. Yes. Go back to the tape on that one. Yes. You don't remember saying that we're not following the books when I said the skull wasn't. No, large, but even in the show, it? even in the show, it's been described as like this beautiful place built into a rock, and that... like when Tyrion and Jaime would. Talk... I've. S- Sorry. We'd talk about their childhood there. They would talk about how beautiful it was. I've seen renderings of what it's supposed to be like based on the book, but it just looks like a large rock. Like it looks like a huge rock with like a little yeah, thing a on castle top. castle built into it. Casterly rock. I think that would have been like a little bit. Yeah, just the whole execution of this whole sequence just felt a little off to me. Tyrion. Starting with over. Tyrion's narration of it. And how the first half of his his reading was sort of like a fantasy, like it wasn't. Was it a fake real. out? Yeah, it was right. It was a fake out. It was fake out. It wasn't real. So it was just a dramatization of what would have been. Then we cut to the real plan, and what follows is just this kind of unconvincing, okay, sort of fight in a hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just it just felt a little off. It's like. And especially because we were expecting a little something a little bit better, having visiting, having now visited Castle Rock for the first time. Yeah, we better be saving the budget for some crazy stuff coming up. Yeah, you gotta think. Right, three less episodes. The money's gotta go somewhere. You gotta think. Uh, I'm a hundred percent positive that that is the case. Yeah, and they don't I hope in just from a budget standpoint, but also just from a story standpoint, they probably didn't want to devote. All this time to just these these endless battles, which I I, I get. Yeah, but um, I just wish they kind of had dealt with the casterly, casterly rock part um, a little bit better. Yeah. 
we better get some. I, I, I think our first crazy battle is going to be dragons versus the Jamie Force this, this week. Well, we have that, that epic scene in the trailer, that final moment in the trailer of the, um, the Raki horde storming the fields with the dragon riding over them, right flying above. over them. Do you think that could be this, this week? That could be where we're headed. Could be. I would love to have it be what I said and they just do that and steal, steal the gold back. And then that would screw over Cersei with the bank. Right. But I have a feeling they're bringing that. They already brought it back. They already brought it back. Um, well, what, what do you guys think about the high garden scene? That scene with Lady Olena was amazing. Oh, actually, can, can I just say again, Euron's fleet time traveling. That was not even clear to me what even happened because just the idea of originally, yeah, just the idea that Euron could have even gotten to to that point just seemed so <laughs> out of, just out of the unbelievable to me. Like yeah. I didn't even think that oh this is Euron, but when I sort of went back and watched later, I watched again later. Um, yeah, like what the hell? You can't be three places in two places at once. I know we keep, we keep bitching about this. I guess they they have also said though that not all of the scenes that we see, you, you know, they're not all following the same time timeline. Yeah, but it's not. But to, to a point, very well. But to a point though, you you gotta you gotta work with us here. <laughs> yeah, there's a some sort bit. of timeline logic to the. Episode. There has to be some logic behind it. You can't just have a scene with Euron and King's Landing, then have. 30 minutes later in the episode, have him yeah. be another place across the continent. <laughs> yeah. And if it's not, you just have to you have to convey that in some way. And especially because it was via boat. So that yeah. would have required some pretty serious sailing. The man's done some pretty serious sailing before. And he built a whole lot of ships real quick, too. Yeah. I think so, some sort of magic. He's the greatest Maybe captain. Is it possible seasons? Euron is the Night King? <laughs> There's some cool, like, magic-ish lore stuff with the Iron Islands that I like when I was reading some stuff. Well, I don't like when he can travel so so fast, Chris. But sorry to interrupt. Talk to me more about how you guys felt about Highgarden. Uh, I liked that scene. All-star scene. Uh, important for, I think, Jamie's psyche. Mm. Now that he knows that Tyrion really had nothing to do with any of... Which he knew before. He knew, but he, he didn't freed he him. He freed him. I don't think there was ever a doubt in his mind that it wasn't Tyrion. Okay. I don't know about that. I also don't even think Cersei really thought it was Tyrion. I thought it was just an easy solution for her. Yeah. And she hated Tyrion so much that just was kind of just killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you really pressed her on it, I bet she had she had her doubts. But didn't Jamie? Jamie didn't know. T- Tyrion killed Tywin. Ty- Tywin? Yeah. After Jamie set him free, right? Right. Yeah. So Jamie didn't know that. No. I don't know. I don't know if it. I, I think Jamie probably didn't know for sure. You know? I think there's going to be some outcome of the huge reveal that L- Lady Olena did. I-, I don't think it was just. Maybe. 
her saying that crazy reveal and then oh well i already knew well you know i don't know if it the, the reveal was really for a plot reason or even a jamie reason it was just a, a way to have a lady olena go out sort of as as she lived just being this this dominant force badass woman <laughs> yeah. um yeah. And just like even even in her, in her death, she's still kicking ass. <laughs> Always got something up her sleeve. What? But... Always has something up her sleeve. She really does. And this was this was her final card that she had to play, and she played it so fiercely. But you know, as I've said with with Stannis, if we don't see them die on screen in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And Stannis has been dead. It, ha- has he? Stannis is dead. I I never saw a body. You heard people talking about seeing his body. Who? Brienne. We talked about last last season. Did Br- Brienne say that she she cut off his didn't, head? Didn't Brienne do it? Br- Brienne supposedly did it. Sure. Yeah. But did Brienne say that? I I didn't realize. Someone that. said it. I believe I so. Know. Yeah. We'll see. That could have been a rumor. You know, sure. R- rumors happen. But any other thoughts on? On this scene, I mean, it was great. She she, she was roasting him for like t- ten minutes, just th- throwing out all sorts of crazy shit, you know. Yeah, all the walls were down. Insulting Joffrey. Beautiful. Saying he was stupid and saying C- Cersei was crazy, just really just insulting him and his whole life and his whole family and everyone he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Not until she she had already drunk the poison. <laughs> yeah. Once she found out it wasn't going to hurt, she chugged that, that poison, you know? And Jamie kind of did this one final like kindness towards her out of, out of like the immense respect he, he had for her. But she didn't give a shit, <laughs> and nor, nor should she have. Yeah. I was surprised she didn't, you know, and she make may, a little play. She may have take, sort of t- loosened a, a screw in Jamie's head um, in his feelings towards Cersei. I think she kind of uncovered some truths that he had sort of been repressing that that he he knows about her um so i just feel like that is ultimately where we're going in that relationship between the two um jamie and cersei yeah is planted the seed yeah jamie coming fully awakened to her we'll have to see where it goes any other thoughts on this episode I think these two big blows to Daenerys, coupled with last week's big blow, um, really going to wake her up and sort of put her into hyperdrive. Be be the dragon. What? Be the dragon. Going to be the dragon. She is going to strike either next week or the week after. And she won't be looking as bad as, as she does now. You know, but the the one thing that can take down the most powerful army in the world, a large crossbow, she'll she'll never she'll never think of it. You know, yeah. she'll have to do something to come up against that large cr- crossbow. Jeff, you should watch The Hobbit. They talk a lot about crossbows and dragons. Don't tell me they brought down a dragon with a crossbow in The Hobbit. I believe we talked about this last week. Did they? Yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil The Hobbit for you, but. Well, apparently there's you a major there's a major weakness to the, the dragon Smaug. 
It was Smaug. Smaug. I know his name. Yeah, the dragon from The Hobbit. Ah, uh, so I guess okay. No, I I haven't seen it, and I hope that they didn't just take down that dragon with with a crossbow. But we'll find out next next week. Until then, where can we find you guys online? Follow me on Twitter at linguistics underscore and uh, screeningclub.com. Chris, last week, he took a guess at your Twitter and he thought it was linguistics star. Sorry. Linguistics star? Yeah. Just making a funny goof. I got it right on the first try. Yeah, but know what? Linguistics underscore. I am making a goof, as, as Chris said, but Chris did question whether that was it last last week. Well, I talked about how, like, yes. you, I added you so long ago, I don't think about your username that much. Yeah, but we've talked I at length week. about Mike's username. We've talked at length on this podcast. You didn't know it either. Probably way too much. I was playing along. Of course yeah, I, playing I knew along. it. We've talked at length on, mm-hmm. on, on we, we've made fun of him for the, playing the underscore. Along, playing along with what? With My you stupidity? saying you didn't know his name. Wow, what a funny joke. Unbelievable, yeah. All right, twitter.com slash thatmorris and screenclub.com. I will, you know, check out my Twitter. I'll have some up-to-the-minute thoughts on the Dark Tower. I'll probably be very depressed. Up-to-the-minute thoughts. Uh, No, it's a long, winding road. Don't tweet during the movie, Chris. Don't tweet during the movie, but I'll tweet. When I go out the tickets, there's only two other people in the theater. <laughs> so I could, probably could. Uh... Next time we'll have to share. We all were in a theater once with no one else. Do you guys remember that? Uh, a special showing of an Academy Award winning film. I think I know what you're going to say. The artist. Was going to save it for next week, but sure. There, yep. And you were wrong. We were not in an empty theater for the artist. We absolutely were. No, because I specifically remember two people sitting next to me to the left and what? Didn't stop us from <laughs> illegally recording portions of the one of, one of the people was either blind or had low vision because the person kept whispering to the next person, like describing scenes, and it was very annoying for me. We that must have been another viewing because we were like reading out stuff. We it's were true. we were being okay. pretty. All right, you're, there's probably another thing. Must have been another viewing, but anyway, we're, we'll share that story uh, another time. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffum, and on my newly revitalized ins- Instagram at the Jeffum. And you can find us all at screeningclub.com where you can see more articles, insight, and share your thoughts. You can also share your thoughts or comments directly with us, screeningclub at gmail.com. Please remember to uh, to <laughs> to subscribe. Sorry, it's, it's the sickness, right? Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. We really appreciate it, and we love uh, reading your thoughts. And remember to follow Screening Club on Twitter and on all of your favorite social media outlets guys until next week enjoy uh, enjoy your week of media consumption and we'll catch up soon long days and pleasant nights